the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers. And so, it's a new Sunday. It's a wonderful Sunday. It's uh, the Sunday in May. We have entered the month of May, a month of graduations, a month of a uh, lot of achievements, a lot of celebrations. I call this month the month of life, the month for life, the month of the springs, definitely. Um, Mother's Day is in this month. Graduations are in this month. Achievements, certificates, and awards and rewards. And, you know... Um, Youth and children, and life goes on, and life grows up um, by the celebration of all type of achievements. In, 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 in the U.S., in Lebanon, in Europe, and elsewhere in the world, this is a month where people also, they do their first communion, and uh, this is when the people start receiving the Lord. The, in the uh, Catholic tradition, if they have graduated and done their first communions as well, and their confirmations, um, it, it's a wonderful month. Um, on all levels, a wonderful month for children um, receiving their graduations, youth graduating from high school, um, college graduations as well, uh, religious studies and programs graduations as well. Um, it's a month in which also many younger people started choosing which college they want to go to or what work they want to find. Life goes on and life is restored and life uh, have a new hope during the month of May. And so it's a very unique month. So this month is almost a day of the Lord, right? And uh, this is a day of the Lord. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So uh, from uh, myself, from the Mission of Hope and Mercy team in the UX and in Lebanon, I want to address all of our listeners and all those who have family celebrations and family events. I want to tell you congratulations on any type of celebration you are guys celebrating whether you graduate then from one area of the school life to the other phase in the school life or from school altogether into the real life where there is a sweet sweat and real world and the, and the life um, aspirations will be open in front of you and before you. And I want to congratulate you and I want to wish you all a wonderful month of May. And this month of May as well um, in the East, we call this month a Marian month. A Marian month you know, a month um, in the West, for instance, we celebrate Mother's Day uh, during this month. That in the East um, and uh, in many of the traditions of the Catholic 
and the Orthodox Church's uh, the month of May is consecrated to the Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, Mary, the Mother of Jesus. Um, because it's a month of spring, it's a month where the flowers give their colors, the brightest colors are in this month, the spring and the water flows with such lucidity and the, the beautiful clarity and the cleanliness of the water. Uh, it's a month where the air is so fresh outside. Uh, we still have some snow, of course, in some areas, and we still get hit by um, quick snowstorms and heavy snow, I guess, and wet snow. Yet all of a sudden, we experience a wonderful, um, refreshing temperature, either crisp wind, a crispy wind, or nice, beautiful temperatures uh, during the days. So this is a time of change. This is a time where things start feeling that there is a life coming again. A life is coming again. So that's another reason to state that the month of May, we can say in many days um, together, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This Sunday, um, and I've been repeating this uh, verse twice already um, or a few times in the beginning of our show. Uh, this verse, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Derives from the Psalms. The Psalms, you know, one of the books in the Holy Bible. Uh, David is the author of the Psalms. David the King is the author of the, of the Psalms. Uh, Psalm 118, verse 24. Psalm 118, verse 24, which says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So on this Sunday, inspired by Psalm 118, I'd like to explore with you the valuable meaning of the Psalm <laughs> and its contradictions, of course, because you know, we're going to pray the song in, in, in a minute or so. You're going to notice as I'm praying the song, it's actually about contradictions. You know, because, because on one hand, it speaks about the sufferings, the persecutions, the harm that was caused against God's people and God's anointed one, the realities of rejections, the reality of betrayals, the reality of being denounced, being hated, being envied, the being up to failure, the realities of being fought against. Imagine in the song that says, this is uh, the stone that the builders rejected, right? Has become the cornerstone. And, and the nations, encompasses the, encompass the faithful people, the follower of the Lord, all the nations, they put in their angle to target that one person, the faithful person in God. And the reaction of the faithful person in God is to look back at all of these nations who are trying to crush him, who are trying to kill him, who are trying to deprive him of God, who are trying to judge him in the name of the laws and regulations to uh, basically um, restrict them and uh, keep them not from moving, um, just like creating slavery, basically. Modern-day slavery, right? Uh, they restrict their moves, they restrict their actions, they restrict their freedom of speech, they restrict their freedom of worship, they restrict their, of their defense, they restrict them from defending themselves, they disarm them and they lead them into a slaughterhouse, just like what Pharaoh did in his days. And all of a sudden, the people of God look amidst the suffering, amidst the fire, amidst all these hate that is coming upon them from all over the world, from all these nations. It says like these, like these. The nations come around the people of God just like bees come around the human body. Uh, imagine and stink from every side, every corner. My God, what a horrible feeling. But what is the reaction of the people of God? That's the reaction of the people of God. Calmness. Peace. 
tranquility, trust, a celebration, a joyful exclamation in which the people of God will say, Hallelujah, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What causes such contradictions, my friends? Stay with us. Good Sunday morning with Father Andre. After our prayer, we will uh, take on a ride together from the Holy Bible to our lives today, looking at all the contradictions of our lives until we help each other in solidarity, in the fullness of mercy, in the fullness of love, to stand up together and to state to the whole world who faces us with their evil and hate and lies, who faces us with their violations against our rights, our human rights, our religious rights, all type of hate that we suffer from, we face this whole world and we tell them, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let us pray. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us pray, my friends. Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His love endures forever. Let those who are, let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. When hard depressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in the humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarmed me, swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning forms. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live. I will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. 
The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With the balls in hand, joined in the festal procession, up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hallelujah. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear friends. What a song, right? What a beautiful song. So for those who are joining us now, we have been going uh, into Psalm 118. And uh, inspired by this psalm, actually, we wanted to explore the contradictions between the day of the Lord and uh, the days of us as human beings. You know, this verse from Psalm 118 is very famous. Christians from the various traditions have uh, repeated and chanted this psalm for centuries and since early Christianity. Believe it or not, the Christian martyrs in the early church would actually chant parts of the psalms, and they would proclaim, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it and be glad. They would proclaim, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So, in the days uh, um, that we have for us today in the world, it seems that the psalm is needed. The psalm is really needed. If you look at our human rights, if you look at our religious rights, if you look at the perception the world has about us as Christians, you could tell that the world and somehow is not okay with the Christians, right? It's not okay with the Christians. The world may not necessarily like the Christians today. Christians do not know how to position ourselves from the world's opinion about us. Sometimes, the Lord wants us um, to judge ourselves, right? They want us to condemn ourselves. They do not offer us redemption. Isn't this something? Think about it. I'm going to have a sip of my uh, water and cappuccino. And I want you to think about what does the world offer to us as Christians today? Hardships? Socialism? Paganism? Satanism? I don't know. They offer us a lot of money if we denounce our faith in Jesus Christ, I guess. We become heroes of some type of freedom, right? We become somehow people of love. You know, people want us to be people of love, but not in a way, in a shape, in a form, in the same type that Jesus loved us so much. There is no greater love than this, right? Than the love of the one who lay down his life for the sake of his friends. I think in these contradictions that we are suffering from today, this song comes really, really handy. Because the song was not written for good circumstances. In fact, it was written during times of trials and difficulties for the people of God. You know, the song in the days of uh, uh, when evil uh, was being uttered against the people of God, 
we see that the people of God express their trust, their full faith in the good God. And they proclaim, this is a day of the Lord. This is a day in which we should celebrate and be glad. Because this is a day of the Messiah. This is a day of the kingdom of God. This is a day of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is a day in which God delivered his people from all evil. So in such a way, in such a way, at least spiritually, every Sunday, we as Christians have this possibility to restore our hopes in Jesus Christ. Yeah, trust me, I don't look forward to Monday. I don't look forward to Tuesday. I don't look forward to Wednesday either. Sometimes if I look at the way I'm experiencing life, I go, it's unbelievable. Every day I have to hold on to a small, tiny string of faith, hope, and love. It's a good day. Sunday is a good day because it's a day of rest. It's a day of praise and worship. It's a day of prayer. Now, when I started working in the mission of hope and mercy, I knew things would go bad for me. What I did not know is the reality of it, however. It's one thing to speak about the sufferings of others. And it's another to live it yourself. It's one thing to tell the people that today in the world, there is about 350 million people persecuted for the name of Jesus Christ. That's just another thing, definitely, to feel the load of their persecution on your shoulder. It's funny. When I read the Psalm 118, verse uh, 10 and 11 and 12, I find myself in this psalm. You know, in the past years, when I was asked to do something that would help our nation spiritually, that would assist our nation's leaders to see the light of God, to feel the presence of God in their lives. Um, I took a statue of Our Lady, and um, definitely I met um, with the, the former president of the United States, President Trump, and I gave him the statue of Our Lady of Fatima. And um, I never spoke about it. I never told anyone about this um, blessing in the White House, praying, just privately praying, not doing anything, you know, uh, that uh, trespasses any laws. Um, just as you walk in pilgrimage, as you walk in a tour in the museum, I was walking and I was praying to myself. And uh, I just carried the statue with me um, into the White House. And um, I met with President Trump and I gave him the statue and uh, gave, shared the blessing with him and told them the following statement. On your conscience and on the conscience of Pope Francis and on the conscience of leaders in the world sits the future of peace, of life, of security, of our faith, and of freedom. On your conscience and on the conscience of Pope Francis and on the conscience of all the leaders of the world. And I meant it really as, as, a, as a term that is totally um, objectively true. Because imagine if Pope Francis does not realize that on his conscience sits the future of faith, of peace, of love, and uh, of stability for humanity, right? 
the same thing for President Trump. So the same statement today, I say it with you to our president, President Joe Biden, on your conscience sits the future of peace, sits the future of the freedom, sits the future of love, of faith, of hope, of our families, of light in this world, on your conscience. And you're going to be judged for it. On the conscience of every leader in the world, sits the future of peace. So this was the message I wanted to take to the president at that time. And uh, definitely in return, people only see the pictures, right? Which I never, I never know. I never knew how the picture came out. I thought it was just private thing I'm, I'm doing to assist and, uh, and carry in the torch towards more peace and assisting to um, deflate problems in the world. Um, allow the leaders of the nations to see God and to reason under God's divine light by bringing a statue of Our Lady of Fatima. Because if you search on the search engines, who is Our Lady of Fatima and what is the messages of Fatima in 1917 to the three little shepherds in Portugal, in Fatima, Portugal, you will know that Our Lady um, spoke about World War One, World War Two, division of hell, and there's something that is famously known as the third seat of Fatima. Um, that's definitely some the topic of uh, my time with you today. But the topic is, after I took this statue to, to the White House and I told the president, and then I went to Rome, I visited Pope Francis, and I told them the exact same thing. I actually went to Pope Francis first. Excuse me, let me correct, let me correct. I went first to Pope Francis, he blessed the statue. He told me, um, good job, but take it. Um, and I gave him the um, uh, protocols, the bylaws, and the impact report of um, the mission of hope and mercy. And then I went from there, and I came to Washington, D.C., and I started sending the message across to all the leaders, not only to President Trump, um, and to tell him, just please be aware that God is watching every step you do, that every decision you make, it has to be good for the family. Every decision you make, it has to be good for peace and war. Every decision you make, it has to be good for the freedom of the world. Every decision you make, it has to be good for life in the world. Otherwise, on your conscience, sits the future of these important pillars without which we don't have a life as a people. So, in fact, in return, I started experiencing intimidations of some sort. People would, um, some people, of course, not all people, would send me some messages. I received uh, many phone threats. Uh, one of them was very devilish. Um, I offered to the foot of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ to take away any effect. I declared none avoid by the Lord's most holy name, by the power of the Holy Cross. And of course, you get even persecuted by people who are in leadership, right? In the leadership. So one day, I'm doing a security assessment of um, what happened to me ever since, what happened to my life, and why am I being so threatened? Why am I being in danger? Am I really in danger? Or am I seeing this danger? This is a good Sunday morning with Father Andre telling you about Psalm 118. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it and be glad. And um, Speaking about the contradictions inside the psalm in, in verses uh, 10, 11, and 12, when it says that all the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I crushed them. They surrounded me on every side, but in the Lord's, in the name of the Lord, I 
crushed them. You know, Arambi, they swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as equity as burning spores. In the name of the Lord, I crushed them. Speaking about these verses in my uh, little experience um, that I had in these uh, uh, past uh, five years, six years or so, when we started the work of the mission of hope and mercy, and I started experiencing these forms of persecution, I was saying, I literally was told, I literally was told that the people in political parties representing specific powers in the world, some of them are nations uh, that sponsor terrorism, for instance. Some of them are, uh, you know, nations who do not want a, a Christian voice to be. Um, some of them in the Middle East, some of them in Persian lands. Some of them, I do not know where else inside the, our nation in the U.S. But anyway, uh, I was told at the end, uh, Father, you ticked off the nation. And somehow, nations want to destroy faith. Nations want to destroy God. Nations who do not want to hear the voice of the children of God. Why? Because I was the voice of 350 million persecuted Christians in the world who were being killed every day silently, silently. The largest silent massacre which was happening in the world in the last 2,000 years by numbers, by numbers, are Christians who are being killed without the right to defend themselves. But you know what? We give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. When our persecution is driven by political powers, my friends, do not be afraid. Psalm 118, in fact, reminds us of the unbelievable adversity between the day of the Lord and the days of man who do evil against God's children and against blacks and not one. The anguish, the animosity, the betrayal, the rejection, all of them, all of them, the day of the Lord through the Messiah will turn them into good day when the Lord seek vengeance for his people and when the Lord ends all evil. So do not be afraid. We are good and we are going to celebrate this Sunday and we are going to be conquerors. We're going to conquer all evil. And together, let us shout, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.